to give God a hand for taking us through 2023. Can we also give a hand for our worship team that took us through worship this morning? Great time of worship. We are entering, uh, this is Ohana Day, so after second service, we're going to have a potluck, and you can join us um, if you want to come back. This is our uh, Ohana Day service. We're going to have a feast, and then we're going to fast. But the way that we're going to fast is a little bit different this year. We're not going to do it directly on Monday and go straight through. You can do that if you want to. But this series is going to be a four-week series on being set apart for God and allowing him to use us this year. Um, We're believing for breakthrough. We're believing for miracles. And what we're going to do is look at this month and take five days out of the month, any five days that you want, and uh, put them in in um, the booklet that's being handed out at the door. So uh, I encourage you, if you haven't gotten a set-apart booklet, to get a set-apart booklet and then to... Go through it with a, a partner. So I'm going to go through it with my wife. And in there, you can plan out the five days that you're going to fast and what you're going to fast for, what the things you're believing God for in 2024. And we really believe that God's going to make this a breakthrough year in many, many different ways and, and that we'll be able to see miracles of God's provision and, uh, and breakthrough in areas that maybe have held us back for a while. So um, I, I, just in this place, I feel... Uh, an anointing of faith to believe God for the impossible. How many of you are beginning to feel that, that there's something that's happening in in our hearts? And it really is something unique that happens in the church uh, to us because when I talk to people outside, all I hear is negativity and how things are getting worse and all the problems. But when I get around God's people and start talking to God's people, there's a sense of uh, anticipation and uh, uh, anticipation of the things that God's going to do this next year, um, and a thankfulness for what He's done last year. Amen. Um, something that I want to bring up: we're going to go into a time of prayer and fasting. Fight. One of the things that I'm uh, going to try to do, because it's so hard for me to fast. I love food. I love fast food. I don't like to fast food. Um, <laughs> One of, the, one of the things that uh, I want to do in this first month is to kind of set up a, a system or a structure for the rest of the year. So maybe it will be every Monday, and I'll do five Mondays or four Mondays this, uh, this month and then extend that out throughout the year, but a, a, a habit of consecration to the Lord that is not just one time in the beginning and then cruise the rest of the year, but kind of set up a system. So um, one of the things that um, when we went, our staff had a retreat, I'll talk a little bit about that, but our staff had a retreat this past uh, week, and we spent some time together praying and um, looking back at what God has done, and then prayed for direction of what God is going to do this next year. And um, one of the things that we saw, there's a scripture in uh, Romans 8, and Romans 8, it says that all creation groans in anticipation for the manifestation of the sons of God, and even as the spirit is inside of us, it groans with uh, groanings that cannot be uttered, uh, that the Spirit prays through us to see what God is going to bring into existence, the things that God wants to do. And what we saw there is there's this correlation between intercession, prayer, and then new things that God does. How many of you would agree with that, that prayer precedes God's promises? How many of you have seen that in your life, that when you pray, 
these promises are actualized and are seen. Um, and I always looked at it like prayer was the cause, and then the purpose coming into fruition was the uh, effect, the cause and the effect. How many of you view prayer like that? If you pray, then it's going to happen. How many of you? Nobody. You don't want to be wrong. <laughs> the, the way, that's the way that I view prayer. Um, but when I started looking at it, it said that, that all creation groans in anticipation or prays in anticipation, intercedes in, in anticipation for the manifestation of the sons of God. And then it talks about birth pangs of prayer and then the manifestation of the children of God. Yeah? Okay, so this is the point. Do you ever tell a woman, can you groan and go into birth pangs because I want a baby? The baby's first, and then the groaning and the birth pangs later. The birth pangs are a result of the baby, right? And whenever God wants to do something, he moves on his, the baby is already there, he's already going to birth something, and then he begins to move on his people to pray so that the baby comes out. Isn't that cool? So we're not like groaning and praying, oh God, if you, we want you to do this, and if we don't pray hard enough, it's not going to happen. The prayer is a result of God already doing something. Because how many of you know that it's really hard to get yourself to pray? But there's been a grace on the church to pray from COVID. And I just want to uh, uh, throw out appreciation to our intercessory team. Can we uh, just give a hand to our intercessory team? <laughs> Pastor Lance and Robin and different ones. Uh, Robin has been amazing in pushing forward Unite 714. Remember when we did Unite 714 pray 15 minutes and 714 in the morning, 714 at night? That has never stopped this church has been covered and bathed in prayer since the time of COVID. And so God's, he has already started moving in the, the area of prayer. What was really interesting was that our uh, intercessor team brought over uh, in the first, and they planned it months in advance, they brought over uh, Prophet Mary Ann for the cleansing stream retreat, um, and she is of amazing intercessor, brought her over without knowing that the week that she came and actually like the day that she came, everything would break, all hell would break loose on Maui and we would be in the middle of the Lahaina fires. And did you know that the whole time that we were shipping things through boat and plane and trucks to Lahaina and you guys were all here cooking meals and gathering propane tanks and all these different things, there was a team that was praying for us, praying that God would make a way. And we didn't orchestrate that. That was orchestrated by the hand of God months before that day ever happened. Isn't that awesome? I just started thinking about that, like, well, we were at the retreat, but God was the one that was birthing prayer. God was the one that was covering everything that we did in prayer. And not only that, not only had uh, she come, but then Camille Omo, who is the head intercessor of Grace Bible Pearlside, she came 
and e did this, this equipping time with all of our intercessors. And our intercessor ministry has been gaining momentum like it's never gained momentum before. And now there's prayer pockets that are being launched. Um, and we're believing that God is going to do amazing things. There, there's a ramp up of prayer that's happening in this church. And I don't want you to miss out on it. Because it's as we pray, God's, God is the one that's moving us to pray, but that is the foundation of what he's going to do, the miracles that we're going to see happen this next year. So this fasting and prayer time, don't look at it like, oh, i got to fast, because, you know, it's easy, like, when you cannot eat. But I like what P Pastor Eddie said, that the first sin was around food. I always thought it was around a woman. I'm just joking, just joking. I was, I was sitting back there, and then when my, my, my dad said, the first sin was about food. And then Joss, my wife, she leaned over and she said, see, it wasn't a woman that sinned first. It was the, the food that was a problem. So, um, um, so God is going to move on his church to pray because there's something new that he wants to birth. Amen? Um, there's three things as you put your booklet together and you d decide what you're going to pray for. There's three things that I want us to pray for that have to do with discipleship. God, no matter what we do in life, you can be a, you can be a construction worker, you can be an auto mechanic, you can be a, a manager at a hotel, you, you can teach piano. There's so many different things that you can do, but the call that God has on every single person's life is that we make disciples. Turn to the person next to you and tell the person next to you, make disciples. Make, make disciples. There's a difference between being a Christian and being a disciple. Anybody can say they're a Christian, but are you a disciple of Christ? Do you follow Christ? Um, this is what Jesus said, his last words before he left earth, Matthew 28, 18. Let's read this together at the count of three. One, two, three. And Jesus came and spoke to them, saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. How? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. How else? Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded. And, lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. So he's called us to make disciples. How do we make disciples? Number one, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Number two, to teach them everything that God's called us to do. Um, we're going to, in obedience to the scripture, one of the things that we, one of the things that we've done in tradition um, is just to hold two baptisms a year, one to two baptisms a year, and then baptize 20 people at one time. What we want to do this year and we've put an emphasis on teaching before baptism, and we still believe in teaching about baptism, and we're going to make that available. But how many Catholics here? Catholics. How many were baptized as babies as a Catholic? Oh, that's awesome. Okay, wait, wait. How many were baptized as babies as a Catholic? Raise your hand. Raise your hand high. Look around the room, guys. That's crazy. Okay, so you guys are all Catholic because you got baptized in a Catholic church. So you guys are all Catholic. 
The reason why Catholics baptize babies is they believe in the power, the sacrament of baptism. That, and we take communion every Sunday because we believe, not that we act on it. You know, there's a part that we act on it where we remember what Christ did. But we take communion every Sunday because we believe it's a sacrament that acts on us. That there's a grace that's imparted to us when we take communion. In the same way, baptism is a sacrament. We don't understand everything and then do it. Doesn't have to be that way. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But when we get baptized a lot, there is an element of baptism that's supernatural and it acts on us. It's a preserving factor on our lives that there's a protection that comes over us when we're baptized. It's very interesting that a lot of people in here were baptized as babies as Catholics and they're still following God. You're still following God today. Isn't that interesting? And so what we're going to do in 2024 is every Ohana Sunday, we're going to have a baptism. And if you want to get baptized, you don't have to understand everything about it. We're going to teach it throughout the months, and we're going to have a time of teaching. But if you want to follow Christ, and you want to dedicate your life to him, you want to surrender to him and give him everything, we're making baptism a monthly thing. And if one person, or if nobody gets baptized, then we're just going to, you know, have our food and eat it at Ohana Sunday and do things like normal. If somebody, one person wants to get baptized, we're going to have a baptism every single month on Ohana Sunday. So if you haven't gotten baptized and you want to get baptized, you can plan for Ohana Sunday, invite your friends, they can eat with us, fellowship with us, and then get baptized, uh, watch you get baptized, and it will be a, a great event. Isn't that cool? Okay, how many of you want to get baptized? Awesome, awesome. There's some. That's great. Super cool. So, um, Melanie, I'm going to make sure you get... <laughs> and Corey, too. Corey, you support now. <laughs> um, so, where was, so, baptism is super important. Make disciples, baptizing them, and a, a protection and a grace. God promises a protection and a grace that will fall over your life when you get baptized, um, it's a blessing. It's a, it's a way to position yourself to get blessed by God. Um, so what is a disciple and what does a disciple do? Three things, and um, I'd like us all, as we go through this month, to pray for three major things. And these are the elements of uh, what a disciple is. Number one, a disciple follows God. Let's read the scripture together. And he said to them, Follow me, and I will make you a fisher of men. How do we follow God? Matthew 6, 33. Let's read this together. One, two, three. But seek first. Everyone say that again. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. We seek first the kingdom of God, how he does things, and his righteousness. The, the way that I, I, I look at this is that, that we need to seek first his kingdom. He has a, a way that he has structured his kingdom, and it's different than the kingdom of this world. And we need to understand how that kingdom operates and seek that kingdom first and his righteousness. His righteousness is different from the world's righteousness. 
the world's righteousness, the world's standard of morality is completely different from God's standard of morality. And we're getting further and further in our culture away from the righteousness of God. Our culture now is saying that good things are bad and bad things are good. That if you adhere to the word of God, that that's a bad thing because you're being judgmental. But if you do whatever you want and accept anything that you want, if you, if you don't have any moral standards of marriage or anything, then that's good. A disciple seeks first God's righteousness, not the righteousness of the world. And if people think that we're discriminatory, then that it's going to happen. It doesn't mean that we hate people that don't follow the word of God. God's called us to love everyone, so much so to die for them. That's what Christ did. But that doesn't mean that we lower the standard of righteousness or, or subscribe to what this culture says is righteous. Let me give you an example. It's very clear in Genesis. It says, then shall a man, everyone say man, and a woman leave their father and their mother and be joined one to another. Very simple. Man, woman, leave their father and mother, be joined to one another. That's the basic, like the first thing that God has said. And we have totally messed that up. Now we don't just have a man and a woman. We have like 123 genders on Facebook that you can choose. And we think that that's a righteous thing. Culture says that that's a righteous thing, that we can just let everybody choose what they want to be. And God said, male, female. No confusion. And so do we seek to get approval from this world, or do we seek to get approval from God? Are we seeking the righteousness of man, or are we seeking the righteousness of God? And again, we, re we seek first the righteousness of God, but we love everyone. That's what he's called us to do. I love that. So it's not just morality, but it's money as well. How do we, how do we budget our money? I, I was looking at, um, you know, Pastor Eddie was talking about last week, one of the businessmen in our church, and I've watched different, like, this has blown me away because, uh, shucks, I kind of just gave it away. But um, there's a person in our church that gave a huge amount to help us start this Aali'i village that we're uh, spearheading. And I believe that what God has put on our hearts to do is a solution to the problem, a small part of the solution to the problem of what we're facing as an island. And we have people that are giving sacrificially above and beyond to see this happen. And I don't know if you guys, you know, when you're in the parking lot, you, you don't see it, but there's a, a unit that we're already putting up. And the next two weeks, it's going to be done. And it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be like something that you would want to live in. And it's costing us about $100,000 to put one up. But that's going to be, it's going to be for the next five to eight years that we're going to have a place for one family to live for $100,000. The county just came out with their plan in the, in the newspaper yesterday, if you take the 4,000 people that need, or 4,000 families that need homes, 
and you divide it up between the 500 million that they are throwing at this, and the way that they're doing it is they're paying people to take families in for two years. That's it, just two years. It's gonna cost $116,000 per family to take care of them for two years. This is costing $100,000, and it's gonna take care of five years to eight years, or however long it takes, and then they can be folded up and put on the property of a person that's in Lahaina and be the first step to their rebuild. It's multiples more effective, capital-wise, than what the county is doing. And I believe God has given us wisdom in helping to see this problem addressed because it's his wisdom and it's his people, and it's gonna be his provision as well. And it's by people that put his kingdom first and sacrifice, and it says all these things will be added. I believe that you know, those business people that are helping with this project and they're sowing into this project, God is gonna bless them tenfold of what they give. And anybody that gives will be blessed tenfold of what they give because you're sowing into the kingdom. And you, you cannot sow a seed without reaping fruit. Amen? Amen? So a disciple follows God with money, with, with their morality. Seek first the kingdom of God. So during our prayer time, pray that God would raise up disciples who follow God. It's not an easy thing to do, but we want to pray and ask God, raise up disciples who will follow you. The second thing is, let's pray for disciples who fellowship with other believers. Everyone say fellowship. Um, then he said to, then he said to them, not one person, he said to them, there was a group, because we accomplished God's will in a group. It happens in a group setting. Um, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Let's pray, uh, let's pray. Let's read John 17, 21. 20 and 21 together. One, two, three. I do not pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. It was so awesome when we went on our um, staff retreat this past week. The whole first day, we were gone for two days, but the whole first day, all it was was talking to each other about how this past year affected us. There was no meeting plans. There was no, like, uh, strategic goals. There was nothing that, it was just, what did God do in your life? How are you handling life? How's your family? How's your quiet time with the Lord? And for one whole day, all we did was bond. All we did was catch up because it's been such a crazy year that it's pulled us apart in a lot of ways where we didn't have time to build relationally. And so we got together and we just shared with one another, prayed, cried, bonded. You know, it, for some people, it, it would be like, this is such a waste of time. And there's a part of me that was like, I want to get stuff done. Like, let's just plan. Let's just like look at what we need to get done and, and make something, you know, make a strategy to, to get it done. There's so many things we need to do. But that whole first day, all we did was take care of our relationship with God and relationship with each other. And you know what was awesome? Was the second day when we started to take care of business, it just flew. Like, God was there, and we planned everything out for the whole year. 
that idea of getting, uh, doing a baptism one time every month came out of that time. Like, there's so much of the favor of God that rested on us because we were one. And it's the speed of trust. It's the speed of when you are walking in unity with other people who have the same heart and under God, he can drop on that group and do amazing things. And so be intentional about the relationships that you create this year. God will move not just through you, even though if you surrender, that's great. But when you are united in a group with other believers, you will see him move in ways that are unprecedented. Right now, everything that's happening out in this project, the Aali'i Village Project, and we're going to do a presentation to our church to show you what it's all about. But that, can I just give you a little thing, like a little, like, teaser? Aali'i, have you guys, do you guys know what Aali'i is? Not Ali'i, but Aali'i. You guys know what that is? That one of the guys said, oh, yeah, it's going to be called Aali'i Village. And we're like, what the heck is that? And he goes, I don't know. That's what you guys said. And we're like, what? We never heard about that. He goes, I could have sworn I heard it from you guys. And we're like, no, we, I don't know what that is. Are you sure? Because it was a Haoli guy yeah, from the mainland. And he said, Aali'i. I said, I think you meant Ali'i. He's like, no, 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 Aali'i. And I was like, so I looked it up. You know what it is? It's a plant. It's a plant that's fire resistant. It's the first plant that gr grows after a lava, uh, a volcanic eruption. It's the first plant to grow after a volcanic eruption. And it can grow anywhere. And the berries on it are used for healing. And it's a beautiful plant. It's everything that we want to do back here. We want it to be beautiful. We don't want it to look like a refugee camp, container home park. We want it to be beautiful. We want it to bring healing, and we want it to be able to be moved anywhere on the island, and that's exactly what this plant represents. Isn't that cool? Aali'i Village is the project that we're embarking on, and it's crazy because our small group, we've been meeting for about, Matt, how long have we been meeting? Four or five years? And we just get together because we like each other. We enjoy being around each other. Yeah, Mike? We just enjoy being around each other. But what's crazy is that God has put gifts in every single person's life that is going to help with this project. We have project developers in there. We have uh, project managers. We have people that understand law. We have people that understand leases. We have Matt was out here uh, with his excavator uh, leveling the ground for this. And every single person in our group we didn't understand it at first, but we all have giftings that can be used for God's kingdom. That pertains to this project. But we had no idea. We're just like, we just want to get together. And it's relationship first, vision second. God's called us to work and to keep the garden. It's two things, right? It's keeping, making sure relationships are good, and working. And both of those things are elements of discipleship. So when you pray, pray that God's people, when we make disciples, we're following God, we're fellowshipping with other believers because that's how his, his vision is accomplished through our lives. And then the last thing, a disciple fishes for unbelievers. Everyone say fishes. Fishes. Um, and he said to them, let's read this together. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you 
fishers of men and women. Um, he said to them, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. As we fast and pray during this set-apart season, I just want to encourage you to pray that God would send laborers into his harvest that would fish, uh, fish for men. Um, I'll close with this. If you haven't picked up one of these booklets, um, please pick one of these booklets up and participate with us as we go through the next um, month in this Set Apart series. Uh, there's this booklet back there. It's called Set Apart. And there's all kinds of things in here that will help with your fast. Um, one of the main things in this notebook is your prayer partner, who your prayer partner will be, because it's really hard to do it alone. Figure out who you're going to do it with. And then your plan, what days are you going to fast and what are you going to fast of? What thing are you going to fast? So you can fast food, you can fast sugar, you can fast whatever, uh, internet. But try to fast food. That's like, don't eat fast food. Fast food. And there's a power behind it. Scripturally, there's a power behind it. Um, in, and then there's goals. In 2024, I will seek God and trust him in these areas. And then it breaks it up into faith goals, the goals for your family, the goals for your finances, education, for ministry that God has put in your heart. So all of these different things we want to put down and pray for because we believe by the end of the year, you're going to be able to look through this and see the answered prayer that God has done in all of these areas. God answers prayer. We don't just pray for, you know, to take up space. We pray because God answers our prayers. And then, um, and then get together in your small groups uh, for that. Um, okay, so that's it. That's, that's, that, that's, the, that's the plan. So today, Ohana Sunday, after second service, please come back. Um, there's prayer pocket times in your bulletin. There's prayer pocket times that you can um, sign up for. And these are just times to pray that there's different ones in our church that have volunteered to facilitate uh, these times of prayer. So you can, um, you can jump, jump into any of these prayer pockets. And then... Um, and then baptism next ohana day so we're not going to have baptism this ohana sunday but next one so um was that clear as mud is that good are you guys excited about what god's going to do in 2024 your families and our community um if you don't know christ that's the first place to start so i want to say a prayer you can all say it together uh, but if you don't have a relationship with christ i just want to invite you to say this prayer with us to invite Christ into your heart this morning. Say, Dear Jesus, thank you that you died for me. I invite you into my heart. Cleanse me of my sin. Reveal yourself to me. Lead me in your way. Thank you that you created me and that you have a plan for my life that's much greater than my own. I surrender to you and give you my life. 
lead and direct me. In Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, amen. And if you said that prayer for the first time, I really encourage you to get baptized next, uh, next Ohana Sunday. And um, we're going to have the prayer team that's going to uh, come up front. If you want prayer for anything this morning, uh, please come up front to receive prayer. Uh, we believe in the power of prayer and that we're two or more agree on anything that it will be given to them in his name. Um, God bless you and have a great week.